Chapter 15 describes how Baba explained to Das Kanu the style of Kirtan by Narad and how he made Cholkar drink tea with sugar in fulfillment of his vow. And lastly, how Baba narrated the story of the lizard that came from Aurangabad to meet her sister in the mosque merely from their chirping. This chapter is called Sankat Mochan and many devotees read this chapter as you will be freed from all obstacles by Baba's grace. Spreading the palms before Baba is surrendering the ego completely with humility and knowing fully that we are helpless without Baba's grace. And day and night means in good times and in bad times, He is our only refuge. And there Baba stands right behind us, showering His grace on us. In this chapter, there is the story of Das Ganu going for the performance of a Kirtan, all decked up with an Angraka, Feta and Uparna. Baba, in his characteristic humorous way, asks him where he's going, all decked up like a bridegroom. Then Baba tells him to get rid of all the outward show and to perform kirtans with a bare chest like Narad Muni, the father of all kirtankars. The only adornment required here is intense faith and devotion and it is called Das Ganu's Naradyapaddati. The life of Das Ganu before Baba transformed him into Sant Kavi Das Ganu Maharaj, I will now relate. Ganpatrao Tattatriya Sasrabuddhe, popularly known as Das Ganu Maharaj, was born on 6th January 1868 and passed away on 25th November 1962. Das Ganu hailed from a Brahmin family of Akolnar village. His studies started after he was nine years old and had his thread ceremony and stopped when he was 14 years old and only in the fourth grade English. He married when he was 23, then he came to Ahmednagar but remained a vagrant and indulged in gossip. While wandering, he met Mr. Kennedy, police superintendent, who employed him for nine rupees per month as a sepoy. He was a person of hardly any education, with the rank of a havildar in the police force, when Nana Saheb Chandurkar took him to Sai Baba with him. Nana Saheb was the deputy collector at that time, that is, around 1890, and Das Ganu accompanied him to ingratiate himself with Nana Saheb and with no particular desire to see Baba. Das Ganu took a great deal of interest in tamashas and village plays of an erotic and somewhat obscene nature and even took part in them. He dressed like a female and pranced about in great delight. He also composed poems impromptu. Neither his professional ways nor his personal life met with Baba's approval. He desired that he should walk a different path. With a considerable wrench, Das Ganu gradually withdrew from play acting 
but the police force career was another matter. For more than 10 years, he resisted Baba's admonitions until fate wove such a web that circumstances compelled him to resign from the force around 1903. After several mishaps, in fact, if Baba had not extended his protection, Das Ganu would have been punished and disgraced and might even have faced death. After retirement from the force, Das Ganu followed Baba's advice and settled at Nanded. He spent his time performing kirtans, going where his devotees invited him. The annual kirtan at Shirdi on Baba's Urus, which coincided with Ram Nomi festival, was also delivered by Das Ganu, even during Baba's times from 1914. He kept up the custom for several decades thereafter. His wife's death in 1919, leaving him childless, left him unfettered to pursue the path of a kirtankar. No monetary collections were made by Das Ganu for his work as a kirtankar. He performed his brahmanical duties, carried on Puranic studies, and performed kirtans, at which he was excellent. His needs were well taken care of by the devotees from various parts of the country with whom he stayed upon the invitation. After all, Baba had assured him about his temporal welfare. Besides being a kirtankar, he wrote several books, amongst which are Sant Katamrita, 1903, Bhakt Leelamrita, 1906, and Bhakt Saramrita in 1925. The first book has some portions about Baba, and Baba is known to have blessed the effort. Though Das Ganu was one of the foremost Bhaktas of Baba, he did not spend much time with Baba. Even when he was in Shirdi, he rarely saw Baba, who did not allow him to stay for long in the masjid. He bade him to go to Vithal Mandir, where Das Ganu lived and wrote about the lives of saints, or spent his time repeating the Vishnu Sahasranam. The spread of Baba's fame, especially in Maharashtra, is largely due to Das Ganu's kirtans. But it is true that his own faith in Baba was not strong and often wavered, as at heart. He believed Baba to be a Muslim saint and not a Purnam Parabrahma. Despite the well-known miracle that Baba performed of making water flow from both his feet in lieu of the Ganga in which Das Ganu wished to bathe, he was unable to drink that palm full of water which he gathered as Tirtha, but could only sprinkle it over his head. As he was a Brahmin, Das Ganu thought that he would be polluted by drinking the washings of Baba's feet as Tirtha. Even after he knew Baba, Das Ganu approached and received Uptesh from Vaman Shashi Islampurkar, an old married Brahmin of Islampur, 
whom he met on the course of his official duties. As Islampurkar had no children, it was Dasganu who performed his last rites. In fact, he inherited Islampurkar's property also. But as Islampurkar's wife did not approve of such a disposal by her husband, Dasganu handed over the property to her, thus proving to be a true vairagya, not attached to temporal wealth. Spiritual progress for Das Ganu was founded on the old set of ideas. He could not forsake Pandarpur and going there for pilgrimage, though he zestfully sang Shirdi Maje Pandarapura. For Das Ganu, only Vithal was God and he wanted a vision of God in that form alone and not the Sai form he saw at Shirdi. Despite his faults, Dasganu was one of the notable followers of Baba. Thus, Baba turned the base metal of a petty lewd constable into the gold of a saint, who in turn has moulded the spiritual destinies of tens of thousands of Sai devotees by his kirtans. Several compositions of Dasganu are embodied in the Shirdi Arti including the couple in Hindi, which has earned him a monumental place in Shirdi and in the hearts of all the devotees of Sai Baba. The Shri Savan Manjari, a humble tribute of praise to Sri Sainath, was one of Das Ganu's composition. It is broadcast every morning after the Lagu Arti, Shirdi Maje Pandarapura. And of course, the artis that he wrote are sung all over the world by the devotees of Baba. This is a short account of Das Ganu's life. This information was taken from the life of Sai Baba, written by Narsimha Swami. Cholkar's vow to give up sugar in his tea and its possible meaning. Cholkar. In the Sri Sai Satcharita, Chapter 15, the wonderful Leela of Cholkar, drinking sugarless tea is given under the title Story of Cholkar's Vow of Sugar Candy. Cholkar, a resident of Thana, was a probationer of the civil court. His contract was temporary and he was extremely poor. He had a large family to feed and to look after. However, if he was successful in passing the fast approaching examination, his job would become permanent. At that time, some of the residents of Thana had arranged for Das Ganu to perform Kirtan and Hari Bhakti Parayan at the Kupaneshwar temple. That day, Cholkar was amidst the audience. He listened with rapt attention to Das Ganu's narration of Baba's divinity. It had a profound effect on him. Cholkar immediately sought refuge in Baba's feet. He said, Baba, I am a poor man and have a great deal of responsibility. But if I pass this examination by your grace, I will become permanent. I will humbly make a pilgrimage to Shetty and bow at your feet and distribute sugar candy in your name. 
Cholkar did pass the examination. Now he was eager to fulfill the vow. He tried to save a little amount from his meager pay and put it away. But no matter what he did, he did not have sufficient money to make the pilgrimage. Cholkar was determined to make the pilgrimage as soon as possible, so he decided to give up using sugar in his tea. Finally, he had sufficient money to make the pilgrimage. He was Jog's relative, so he had a place to stay in Shirdi. It is human nature to protect, hoard and enjoy things that we like. Cholkar loved sugary sweet confectioneries. Being extremely poor, he did not indulge in these delectable confectioneries, but he did enjoy having a cup of sweet tea. In fact, he looked forward to having a cup of tea, and yet he sacrificed having sugar in his tea. He yearned to have Baba's darshan as it was most important to him. It was more important than the transient sweetness of tea. After undergoing a lot of trouble and sacrifice, he made the pilgrimage to Shirdi. He went to the Dwarka Mai and with a calm, peaceful mind placed a coconut at Baba's feet. He prostrated before Baba and rolled in the dust of his feet. Then he distributed sugar candy in Baba's name. After having Baba's darshan, he was about to leave with Jog when Baba told Jog, "Serve your guests cups of tea saturated with sugar." Cholkar heard this and his eyes filled with tears, and he placed his head at Baba's feet. Then Baba said, "Cholkar, the sugar candy has reached me, and your vow is fulfilled." Even though you kept it a secret, I know your dedication and determination. The moral of the story is: there are two options for all of us to choose from. These are to choose between shreyas and prayas. Shreyas is difficult, but it is good, and prayas is sweet, but it's relatively easy. These two aspects represents the hard path of spirituality and living in the materialistic world respectively. Quite naturally, we choose the latter. We have chosen the sweet materialistic life and will face many difficult exams and the results of which are full of uncertainty. At this stage of our lives, we realize that we are in trouble. But if we turn to the Sadguru and pray to him, he, by his grace, will surely answer our prayers. As a token of our devotion and respect, we ought to give up sugar or prayers and seek refuge at his feet. Beyond doubt, we will reach him, and in confirmation of our determination to give up the sweet, he himself orders us to have more. as he asked jog to give cholkar his guest cups of tea saturated with sugar he knows that now we will not sink but float like butter on the bhav sagar i may be here in my physical body and you may be far away beyond the seven seas yet whatever you do i know immediately wherever you may be 
when you spread your hands before me in supplication and faith and devotion i stand there behind you day and night as steadfast as your faith and devotion is although these words were said to cholkar they are true for each and every devotee even today the two lizards in the sai satcharita chapter 15 A lizard chirps excitedly and happily awaiting the arrival of a sister from Aurangabad. And so it happens that the lizard comes with a devotee from Aurangabad in the mouth bag of the horse and runs to meet her sister. Baba answers the devotee when questioned about the chirping of the lizard. The lizard is overcome with joy that her sister is coming here to meet her. from Aurangabad he said be it the chirping of a lizard or the twittering of birds baba knew and heard everything nana saheb dingle was a long time devotee of baba he loved baba intensely and baba would go to his home in nimgaon off and on they would sit and chat for some time and baba would return to shirdi One day Baba in great haste went to Nimgaon early in the morning. Dingle was pleasantly surprised to see him. He made him comfortable and both of them sat in the courtyard chatting. A few hours later some birds perched on the tree nearby started twittering excitedly. Nana fell silent and listened to them. Baba knew that Nana could understand the bird language. Baba said, "Nana, what are the birds saying?" Dingle was silent because he knew Baba's power. Baba knew the past, present and future, let alone what some birds were saying. But because Baba asked him, he replied, "They say nine people will die in Shirdi today." Then Baba hired a tonga and returned to Shirdi. At Shirdi the villagers were happily preparing prasad for Shani Dev. They had a large handi of prasad ready and all the villagers were assembled there to partake of it. Baba however went to the Dwarkamai and sent a messenger to fetch Baguji Shinde immediately. Baguji came at once and Baba said, "Go to the Shani Mandir immediately and throw all the prasad on the floor." Baguji was astounded to hear this but as baba had commanded him he did just that hurriedly he carried out the task and ran back to the dwarkamai and took shelter at baba's feet as expected the villagers ran to the dwarkamai and angrily complained to baba of the sacrilegious act committed by baguji baba calmly said i ordered him to do so Now go and see what is in the prasad. Confused they ran to the scene and taking a big ladle they whirled the prasad around only to find a dead serpent in it. Trembling with fear they ran back to the dwarkamai and prostrated before baba. They thanked him for saving the whole village from utter calamity and death. This leela was narrated by Sivnation Swamiji. 
these leelas are about baba's all pervasiveness as baba knew cholkar's secret determination to give up sugar so he would be able to have baba's darshan and the love that baba had for creatures big and small and this concludes the commentary on the chapter om sai ram